Welcome to the Ask Alika podcast, where we answer all your questions about business, marketing, and technology. All right. Welcome to Ask Alika. Coming to you every Tuesday afternoon, I have with me David Zuccaro in Italian. It is Zucchero, isn't it, Dave? Something like that, yeah. It means sugar. Awesome. David Sugar. <laughs> um, excited to have you here, mate. Welcome. Thanks very much. Good to be here. Now, you own a very successful business. I've known you for years now. You've gone from seven to 25 employees in 18 months. Um, and look, tell us, do you think being a business owner, do you think you were born to be a business owner? No, I don't think I was born to be a business owner. I um, I really enjoyed being a, a technician. I, I thought that... Uh, being a business owner would allow me to be more of a technician. I was uh, very unaware of all of the responsibilities and uh, the, the things going into running a business. So, yeah. yeah, I was a bit blindsided by that. Yeah. Now, tell us, okay, tell us in a very quick um, nutshell, what does your company do? Very quickly, layman terms. We're an electrical engineering company, fabricator and importer. Right. Awesome. So, did you uh, start this business out of uni? Did you go from another job into the business? It was definitely from another job. I was uh, one of the fortunate or unfortunate people to be involved in the uh, forge fiasco. So I was uh, snowboarding on the mountains of Niseko Ooh. and uh, was given a phone call saying, don't bother coming back to work because there's, there's no company. So I had talked many, many times about starting a company and, um, didn't want to do it because I was paid way too well as an engineer <laughs> to take that risk. And then suddenly I didn't have a job and I thought, I've got all these contacts who are now also, you know, forming companies and doing things like that. Why not, you know, do it myself and see where I end up? Wow. And the company is called Tech Global for yeah. those who don't know. Now, how did you get customers? Like, tell us about the start. It was a, it was a shotgun approach. So it was literally just, asking every single person that I knew, have you got work for me? What can I do? Yeah. And um, it was kind of during the downturn, but it was also at a period where uh, because of all these contracts that Forge kind of dropped, uh, there was a lot of work that needed to be done by capable people. And so there, I had work straight away. Yeah. What, what's been your biggest challenge in business? So if you talk to a lot of people about business, they're always probably going to say the same thing. The biggest challenge is cash flow. Uh, yep. So, uh, as a growing business, we took on a very large job. Uh, and the deposit that we had to pay for all of the equipment was 30%. So 30% on a, on, you know, it was about half a million dollars. It's 150,000. So, you know, I was able to cover that by, um, my <laughs> offset account and my mortgage, which is, which is pretty good. And then uh, everything was going well. The job went well, uh, but we had to we had to pay for all the equipment. So I had to pay three hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know, up front sort of thing. And I wasn't going to get paid for at least sort of three months. It was at the time that was the the trading conditions that Oof. I was in. And so three hundred fifty thousand dollars, I didn't have that. I could have got a loan uh, from a business broker, things like that. But I ended up deciding that I just needed to sell my house. So I, I sold my house, um, moved in with my brother, and uh, yeah, that, that's, wow. that's, that's what you have you to do. You sold your house in order to pay for the job. Yep. Um, and then wait and then get the money. 
yeah. for the job. Yeah. So eventually wow. it was worth it, obviously. But um, yeah, those, those kind of things can really take you by surprise. As if you're growing fast and you're winning bigger and bigger jobs, you got to take you, those. You don't actually ever get to realize any of your profit because you're putting it into the next. You're job. reinvesting it back yeah. in. And how long were you living with your brother for? Four years, pretty much four years. Oh, so you ended up just living with him? <laughs> I, I lived with my brother until I ended up getting married, uh, yeah, two years ago. So, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah, sorry, two, two years. Yeah. So if you were to sell your house while you were married, that, that'd probably be a, a different story. You probably <laughs> wouldn't be selling it, first of all. Um, yeah, if you were married with kids, it would be a very different challenge. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the current situation, yeah, it would be very different. But wow. luckily I was, uh, you know, engaged at the time, everything kind of worked out. Mrs. was happy to, to wait. <laughs> Crazy. So, what was your biggest failure? So, my biggest failure was definitely trying to do too much at the same time by myself. So, I actually started two businesses at the same time. One of them was an IT business slash website design business. And I was doing pretty much all of that work by myself, BD and... Um, the management of the company and just all of the work as well. So mm. trying to do that and run another business at the same time, basically I was just doing so much work and not really getting any traction because I wasn't working on the business. I was just working in the business. Yeah. So yeah, that kind of failed after about two years and um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's over now. So. Wow, so I'll just get you closer to the mic. How did you get out of that though? How did I get out of yeah, it? Yeah, because I mean, like what practical steps did you did you do to to get out of the whole struggle of doing everything? So with the engineering business, I quickly employ- I knew lots of really good engineers. Yep. So I employed people who were smarter than me pretty much as soon as I could. Yeah. And gave them the work that needed to be done and I just project managed. Whereas from a IT point of view, I guess I never did that. I tried to do the work myself because yeah. I was trying to keep it as lean as possible. So, yeah. Yeah. So, tell us about your biz- biggest successes. Our biggest successes. Well... Not going out of business for one. Not going out of business is a fantastic place to be <laughs> in, Yep. Um, I would also say that we've kind of managed to to grow without having one of those really bad ruts yeah. which some businesses experience. Um, I know it's going to happen eventually, but it feels really good not to have to fire somebody because you don't have work for them. I mean, that's going to yeah. be like terrible. Yep, yep. And eventually, um, uh, you know, it's going to happen. But like, yeah, that's I'd say my greatest success at the moment. Yeah, great. So, okay. So, one thing I noticed about you is you're a technician by trade. Yeah. Like, you're very technical. Yep. So, that transition from being very technical and wanting to do everything yourself to being a business owner slash leader, like, were there any tools that you use to help you transition? Yes, I have um, used LinkedIn a lot actually to find uh, other business owners, uh, mentors and um, just people to talk to basically about the issues that I'm facing. um, There are a lot of uh, Australian Institute of Company Directors. There's a lot of uh, senior people there to talk to. 
I had a look at one of these like CEO Institute kind of things, yep. talked to some people there, plus networking. So yeah. networking, I think, has been the, the biggest change for me from being yeah. a technician. I never bothered with it. I just kind of thought, I don't need to know people because I know what I'm doing. Whereas now you need, you always need to know somebody who's yeah. in the field, smarter than you, working harder than you to, to help yep. you out. Yeah, you've definitely uh, ramped up your networking game. I can, I can vouch for that, which is awesome. And your LinkedIn game. And I was going to ask you about that. Tell yep. us about your LinkedIn journey because you're all over the LinkedIn now. So, I have went to a bunch of sort of marketing training things, um, yep. free events and um, some paid for events. And I was trying to work out empirically what's getting me the most traction for the business so where i have a website and i get very little um cold inquiries about a transformer or a switch gear or an engineer nobody's gonna yeah. really go and google and say i need to find an engineer <laughs> whereas uh on social media you're kind of in people's faces and then they it's it's like doing networking without having to talk to so many people at once because yeah. you just get in front of them so linkedin i found was just an amazing tool for doing that. I'm getting in front of people. They're seeing what I'm doing and they're going, I need an electrical engineer. This guy seems to know what he's talking about. I give him a call and uh, I have been told that people find it, they, they see that I'm quite genuine on LinkedIn. It's a bit yeah. raw. So they're, they're happy to talk to me. I love what you're doing on LinkedIn. And you're, <laughs> you're, also, you're also doing more videos. So yeah. tell us about that. Was it scary the first time you did did a video? It was. It's really putting yourself out there because the video is never going to be perfect, right? Yeah. You, you can never get a video exactly the way you want it. So, you just have to let it go. And once it's out there, you can't sort of get rid of it because everybody's seen it. So, <laughs> it, it is really embarrassing for me. I find it really awkward to, to put myself out there. But um, the reason why I did it is LinkedIn is now prioritizing uh, video content. So, it's trying to give people who yeah. are doing video a push. Yeah. So, when you put a video on LinkedIn, if you get engagement, you get lots sort of 10 times more views than a regular post. So, you just yeah. have to do it if you want to be a LinkedIn yeah. um, person. How did you get over the fear hurdle? The fear hurdle. You know, that, oh, what do people think and I look like a tool. <laughs> like, um, I, I don't think you look yeah. like a tool, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I guess getting over the fear thing... Um, I did a lot of research into, you know, what kind of camera I should use and all this sort of crap. And eventually <laughs> I thought, I really just need to do a video. So I grabbed my phone and I recorded a video and I thought yeah. this was really bad, but I did it again and I did it yep. again. And then probably by the fourth take, I was like, I'm actually pretty happy with that. So before I had a chance to think about it, I just posted it. That's great. And that was just me in front of the workshop going, this is a new workshop. <laughs> yep. Have a look. We're going to be... That's you're going to be awesome. doing stuff. You know? So, so you don't allow that whole analysis of paralysis to to get to you. you it, know? Yeah, it does. It's overthinking. If yeah. if you if you sit there and think about yeah. it, it's terrifying. So yeah. you just got to do things, I guess, yeah. and then you, you you live with the consequences later. Yeah. Full respect, man. Because yeah. when I first met you, like you, I mean, you were still awesome at all this. Like you were still an awesome business person, but you were quite shy, you know, um, in terms of like networking getting out there I, I you know linkedin videoing and and seeing you before now it's like a huge transformation for me anyway it, it is i'm quite introverted 
I didn't. I don't think I grew up introverted. I was definitely one of the loud and annoying kids. But yeah, um, well, I can see I, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I kind of got to uni, and I did. I did got a bit shy because I hung around with the same people that yeah. I had knew from high school. I got comfortable. Yeah. I got kind of scared of, of failure and rejection, yeah. I guess, and yeah. that's very natural. It happens to the best of us. But when you kind of realize that. You, you're never going to succeed unless you try, you know, all that sort of yeah. inspirational crap. But, you know, it is really true. Oh, yeah, you but have it's to true. give yourself a go. Yeah. And if you don't, you, you what, do you, what do they say? You're going to miss all of the shots that you never take. So, exactly. just do it. Yeah, full respect, man. So, <clears throat> all right. So, what is the future of Tech Global over the next couple of years? So, we've got a factory now. I hope that we outgrow that factory as soon as possible. That That's my goal. So, now that we're sort of a capable manufacturer of everything electrical, I want to um, fill it up. I need to be producing as much as I can out of that premise and then um, hopefully move on to a bigger premise because, yeah, there's some, there's some big toys that I'd like, which like, for mm. example, an overhead crane and space for large trucks to come in and make it all a bit more streamlined. So we're just kind of trialing this um, this experience and seeing how we go from there. Um, then I'd also like to have like a consulting office in the city. So kind of mm. split the manufacturing from the consulting oh, and yeah. we'll, we'll get all of the engineers kind of in, in one office, um, you know, right in front of the client. So, you know, in the city, they can meet all of the, the BHPs and the Woodsides and things like that. It's much more convenient. Yeah, smart move. And then it, when you're talking five years, um, there's obviously really have to go interstate. So some of our largest um, customers and alliances are with international companies and they like what we're doing in Western Australia. They've asked, you know, can we do it in South Australia? Can we do it in Melbourne? Yeah. So, yes, I, I think that's sort of in the five-year plan to be interstate. And is there any project that you're excited about now that you're working on? I guess what's exciting for me as a business owner is also what's different. So, I'm kind of excited about um, these hybrid solar generator uh, battery storage systems. So, yeah, we've done a bit of research on that and it seems that uh, everybody's giving it a go, but yeah, I'd like to do it ourselves as well and see how we go on that because it's not the the equipment that's hard, it's actually the control systems and you know, getting educating the customer on how it all works to make it the best solution. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah. So last question, what do you what books would you recommend to an aspiring business owner or a business owner? And I think I can help you out with this one. I think it is called The Lean Startup. Yeah, I guess um, <laughs> that book called The Lean Startup. I've read a lot of books. Actually, I've half read a lot of books because, <laughs> <laughs> because I don't tend to, to finish them. Um, yeah. You're a but, scanner. Yeah. Yep. There, there's, there are a lot of good books, mate. So the lean startup was very good. It kind of got me going with thinking about like all of the mistakes that you, you can make, um, starting up a company. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So give that one a go. Okay. Awesome. Anything else you're passionate about that you'd like to share? Um, cloud tools. So, uh, with starting up a business now, we kind of started up working on, one accounting package that was not on the cloud. We were using databases that were not on the cloud. 
to, to manage our system. And, you know, that was kind of, you know, 2014, it was sort of mm. just migrating. And then I, I kind of said, look, we, we need to get on the cloud. And I, I'm, I've used that word a lot all in a row now, but basically yeah. we use, um, zero. We use a project management software called Workflow Max. We use a CRM called Pipedrive. We use Google Documents and Google Mail. And suddenly, like, I can do everything at work on my phone. It's, it's pretty amazing. And I can use different computers. I have a laptop and my work desktop and I seamlessly transfer between them. So I definitely recommend getting yeah. as much on the cloud as you can. And that's a, it's so good. It's a lean. And again, a lean way to operate, just like the book, lean, lean yep. startup. So every time you add an extra person, you just pay an extra license fee. It's a very nominal amount. And also our telephone system is cloud-based as well. So you just add a new telephone and we can yeah. put it anywhere and it's done. Scale up, scale down. Yep. Like you're not tied to anything. You're not tied to a big infrastructure that you got to pay for as a fixed one-off cost. Yep. So, awesome. you know, some people hate the fact that AutoCAD or MicroStation, these are the biggest drafting packages that we've got. They're all sort of um, mm. uh, pay-as-you-go now as well. Yeah. But for scaling, exactly, it's so awesome because you just grab yeah. the license that you need and if you use it for a year, you pay for it the next year. Yeah. You stop using it, you, you don't have to pay for it yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's great. Yep. David, thanks for coming onto the show. Thanks very much, Ryan. It's great to be here. Cheers, mate. Bye.